Today's episode of Locked on Women's Basketball is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked on sent you. You are Locked On Women's Basketball, your daily podcast on women's basketball. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Women's Basketball. I am your Tuesday, Thursday host, Erica Lindsay Ayala. And first, I have to give a thank you to everyone who watched our live stream We did a live stream on Thursday, um, and it was a lot of fun. It was me talking basically nonstop for two hours. I didn't know if I had it in me. It's been a while since I called a hockey game. So uh, it was getting the vocal cords ready, but I have to thank Haley, who joined me um, as a co-host in the first hour. We had uh, Jackie Powell, uh, Brendan Clean, Krina Mustafa. Um, who else do we have? We had Ari um, from The Next also. Um, we had Ari, Ari Chambers, and Jasmine Baker and Jasmine Brown join. It was fantastic. We had Kevin... Uh, Pelton from ESPN. It it was it was a good time. Uh, we were a little bit worried that we didn't have enough planned for you, and then we almost had too much. But you know what? It was a good time. Lots of Rebel jerseys in the live stream. So if you haven't checked that out, check in the show notes. We will leave the link for you. It was a a lot of a lot of fun. Early returns is that we think Phoenix is gonna Phoenix. And I'll talk about that in my 12 things that we learned about the WNBA opening weekend. We all, a lot of us think that Minnesota is going to be a team to beat. And I'll talk about that also in our 12 things that we learned. Um, As far as Indiana and New York, they will be improved teams, but are they improved enough Not going to get into that too much today, but definitely going to be a theme that I'm going to keep my finger on the pulse about. We talked about, of course, Tina Charles. Ooh, Tina. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that to Tina today, but we are going to talk about the Washington Mystics just a little bit, just a little bit. It was a great time. So again, you can check that out on the replay (laughs) and, um, We hope to do some more events, live events. I went on Locker Room for the first time watching the New York Liberty play Indiana. Uh, So that's another place that you can check out me kind of talking live, probably eating lunch (laughs) while trying to sit and watch WNBA games. But thank you, not only to my co-host Haley, not only to all of the special guests, a big shout out to Sean who produced everything and uh, I call him the man behind the curtain on the on the live stream, but uh, was really instrumental in getting everything up and running. Um, and we are definitely being mindful of making everything that we do as accessible as possible. So I know that there were some comments about that, but those who know me, you know I'm always trying to make things accessible. It's just a matter of integrating it more consistently into the checklist. So we will definitely 
be on the lookout for that. But thank you to everyone. I was dog tired by the end of it, but in the best way possible. I woke up Friday feeling good about this WNBA and women's basketball community. So shout out to all of you. On today's show, what we're going to do is I'm going to give you 12 things that we learned in opening weekend. So we had a, a full slate of games Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Of course, traditionally, the WNBA takes Monday off, uh, but we will return to action today. And so I'm actually going to give you the games that we have for today, Tuesday, uh, May 18th. I will be back at Barclays for Minnesota at New York Liberty. You know I always love this one. If you know if you know about me, you know I love me some Cheryl Reeve. I think she gives spicy quotes. And um, Katie Smith, I like to play around saying her name. Katie Smith, Naismith Hall of Famer. Katie Smith is on the bench with Cheryl Reeve. Um, and so is Planet Pearson and Rebecca Brunson. Talked about that on the live stream. So very excited for that. That is 7 p.m. tonight. You can watch that on ESPN3 or the Yes app at 8 p.m., Ooh, this is going to be a good one. The Phoenix Mercury and the Washington Mystics. The Mystics are hosting Phoenix 8 p.m. That game is on ESPN2. And at 10 p.m. on ESPN2, a rematch, not only of the finals of the WNBA Finals 2020 in the Wubble, but also we saw the opening tip, the Las Vegas Aces versus the Seattle Storm. I'm going to get into that a little bit on this show, but... Um, we get a rematch that is, of course, going to be hosted by the Storm. They had their banner unveiling. We saw the championship rings with Say Her Name on one of the sides. So that dedication to social justice apparent. Um, so that's what you get for Tuesday. I'm going to give you Wednesday's rundown because you'll hear from me next on Thursday. On Wednesday, we get the Chicago Sky at the Atlanta Dream, 7 p.m. That's going to be streamed through Facebook. And also at 7 p.m., the Indiana Fever versus the Connecticut Sun. That's at Connecticut. And that's on CBS Sports Network. Ooh, we're going to talk CBS Sports Network for sure. All right. These 12 things, I'm going to give you a uh, 4, 8, 12. Yes. Huh. I can do simple math sometimes. I'm going to give you four in each um, of our segments here. They're in no particular order, but since I just mentioned CBS Sports, why don't we start with the broadcast? So we've got everything from Facebook, Twitter, um, some of the Commissioner's Cups are going to, Cup games are going to be on Amazon. I haven't really talked about the Commissioner's Cup. I'm going to talk about that, not so much on this episode, maybe a little bit Thursday, but certainly next week, especially because, hilariously enough, the players really don't know, at least on the New York Liberty, I don't really know much about the Commissioner's Cup. And it's, honestly, uh, there's money on the line, but it's baked into the schedule. So anyway, like I said, we'll talk about that a little bit. But um, of course, ESPN is back with a few games. Uh, lots of people have been getting on board with giving away league pass. I saw, of course, Tarika Foster Brasby doing it. Um, we saw Kelsey Trainer doing it. I believe Gatorade 
is giving away some league pass um, subscriptions. I actually, full disclosure, I have not renewed my league pass. So like if someone wants to give me 17 bucks, I'm not going to say no. But I'm also going to pay for League Pass eventually. Um, but anyway, all that to say that one of the things of the 12 things that we learned is although there is fantastic ways and really engaging ways to watch the WNBA, one of them that could probably use a little bit of improvement is CBS Sports Network. I watched the Connecticut Sun the Connecticut Sun game on Sunday. And man, some of these comments were brutal. Uh, the, the Connecticut Sun hosted the Phoenix Mercury. Connecticut won that game 86-78. Um, but some of the comments, uh, I think it was Lexi Brown saying that, did y'all see that WNBA game stream through the microwave? I mean, the coloring was off, the camera angles and the quality, like the high definition quality of each of the camera angles was very different. So they had a camera that must have been situated on top of either basket because you saw that was the shot that they gave you when there were free throws being shot and then there was a, a super wide out angle and that was a little bit like weird the coloring was weird and it would change like throughout actual gameplay I think they uh, got the color and the lighting figured out eventually but um you know it's unfortunate I mean WNBA Twitter which is a thing now hashtag WNBA Twitter We've got an, emo uh, an emoji and everything for it, so that's a thing. Um, but hashtag WNBA Twitter was definitely pretty brutal. Um, so, so yeah, there was that. But you know what? Let's talk about new merch. Shout out to my girl Jasmine Baker, because again, we see that uh, with collaborations with teams specifically, she's out here designing whole ass shorts that are exclusive to the players. You got to check out what she's done for the New York Liberty and uh, the New York Liberty players got this whole like swag bag and a few influencers too got a swag bag and this New Jersey sets slash we got game two. Uh, and if you haven't listened to that episode where I break down that collab, definitely check that out. But um, new merch is on my list. That's the second one that I want to bring to you. Also, uh, the LA Sparks, um, they announced a new partnership and a new... Um, some new swag that they have as well. And I mean, it's just the LA Sparks and they partnered with, um, excuse me, Legacy History Pride, uh, which is a lifestyle, an HBCU lifestyle brand. So for those who may not know, I'm going to break this down. Uh, yes, this is a little bit of, uh, well, whatever. I'm not going to get into white gaze right now, although sometimes I want to, but <sighs> I got to remember that's what social justice and women's sports is for, but white gaze, G-A-Z-E, 
look that up. There's also the male gaze, G-A-Z-E, which I know I've talked about, but we're going to save that for Thursday, okay? I'm getting on to getting a little ahead of herself. Anyway, L.A. Sparks partner with HBCU lifestyle brand Legacy History Pride. Legacy History Pride was founded by Tahir Mr. Legacy Murray during his junior year at Howard University. He is a third-generation apparel entrepreneur and recent 2021 graduate uh, from Howard, H-U, um, Tahir is on a mission to re-energize the passion for HBCUs. So this is a partnership with a black-owned entrepreneur. Um, historically, black colleges and universities is what HBCU stands for. So like for the culture, hashtag for the culture. And let me tell you, because I grew up a New York Liberty fan, like I didn't really get down with LA like that. You know, like uh, the Sparks, na 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 na. I ain't get down. I ain't get down like that. You know how some things just translate to when you're an adult? This is one of them things. I love LA. I love visiting LA, but I was I never saw myself needing. I had no desire to ever wear anything LA Sparks until this collaboration. Those hoodies, and they're almost sold out. I probably, Auntie probably already missed out. As I'm speaking, some of y'all are probably buying the swag. That means I have no swag, but you know what? It's all good. But, you know, what they say, look good, feel good, play good, or something like that. Because let me tell you how the New York Liberty, this is my number three point, came in dripped and fit coming into Friday. Sabrina Ionescu wearing the black Lakers, speaking of L.A., wearing the black Kobe jersey, eight on the front, 24 in the back, had a special, you know, the special shoe design. And game winner, Sabrina called Kobe and gets the win over the Indiana Fever. It was a fantastic three-point shot, uh, you know, kind of sucked in the defense thinking she's going to drive and look for, um, to look to wrap around. Instead, pops back out. I believe it was Benajah Laney and Kylie Shook setting a screen for her, giving her just enough space space to catch and fire, and bow, gets the win, 90-87, and I'm going to play for you. Doug Feinberg asked Sabrina a question, and I'm going to play that question for you now. Was there any point in your rehab you dreamed that this would be your comeback game, that you would hit the game-winning shot and score the final eight points and lift your team to the victory? I actually not going to lie at all dreamt about it last night. Um, I, you know, I try and not think about basketball too much um, the night before game because I get nervous and don't sleep. But I 100% had, had envisioned hitting a game winner. And so when we were tied and walking into the huddle, I just was smiling because it was almost like too good to be true. I was like, I, I'm, I'm going to hit this. If, if the coaches drop a play for me to get the ball, my coaches – um, you know, believed in me, my team believed in me. I was just ready for the moment. You know, I've been waiting a while to get back on the court. And so just so happy that we were able to get this win. She said, I'm not gonna lie. I did dream about it. That's how you know she's the truth. Um, another game winner and a little bit of controversy, but Diana Tarasi DT bow 6.4 ish seconds 
a little bit more. I just remember six seconds because that's what the clock was stuck on. Oh my goodness, the drama, the drama. But Diana Taurasi with a dagger gets the 77-75 win for Phoenix in the Target Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota over the Minnesota Lynx. Here's what Cheryl Reeve had to say about that controversial play at the end of the game. Uh, Coach, um, can you take us through uh, that final possession that you came went with uh, coming out of the timeout with 31 seconds left and kind of what you saw in the closing moments? Um, not the execution that we wanted. Um, you know, this is part of, you know, kind of part of the, the growing pains of um, not having a group together and, and being persistent about getting what we want to get. Um, and, you know, they improvised a little bit and then the play broke and then it got in Crystal's hand as, and then uh, uh, Crystal ended up coughing it up. And then we didn't get back in transition and we let Diana shoot a three. Um, mm-hmm. One of the officials breathed in the whistle uh, and, and made the clock stop. They didn't recognize it. And then they played around with a stopwatch and guessed how much time went off. And that's what they came up with. And we lost all that time. So is what it is. We got beat in this game. Um, we got out rebounded. We gave up 46 points in the paint. Um, we didn't, we didn't, you know, we didn't play uh, bad defensively. It, no, let me say this. When we were good, we were good. And we were bad. We were bad. There wasn't a whole lot in between. And um you know, we played much better in the second half offensively um, because we were obviously really bad in that first half. You know, some shots that didn't go down, but we weren't playing with any confidence. Um, so I thought we worked through that. And we had a much better um, second half offensively, but um, not enough to win the game. On today's episode, I'm breaking down the 12 things that we have learned in the opening weekend. But if you're a longtime listener or a first-time listener, I hope by now you have learned that I love a good family-owned business. Yes, we are talking about our title sponsor for today's episode, Locked on Women's Basketball, of course, is what you're listening to, but our title sponsor is rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. But have no fear, choosing the brand that is for you is made simple All you have to do is access via your computer, your smartphone, head to rockauto.com, and you have everything you need right in the palm of your hand. They have everything from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, you get everything you need in a few easy clicks or swipes. And it's delivered directly at your door. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your vehicle. Type locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. So on that note, one of my other things, the fourth thing on my list here, things that we learned, ooh, officiating between not being able, I mean, this, this review of the, of the clock, um, also the table, you got to talk to the folks at the table, y'all, because like, we can't continue to have the, the clock be an issue. That was an issue and lost New York Liberty a game in the wobble. 
So we uh, officiating or the official scorekeeping, like some's got to give y'all, some's got to give because that review took hella long. Again, it was a little bit of a mess. I was leaving Barclays and then I saw that that game was close. So I waited on the train platform. And let me tell you, if I had continued my ride home, when I when the first train came, I would have made it home before they sorted out the mess of the shot clock. That's how long it took. I left off with that Phoenix versus Minnesota. So here's another thing. This is point number five. Phoenix versus Minnesota. Has been trying to maintain this small lead as Powers finishes inside using every bit of that pivot. This time has to come down to try and get that ball. Seven on the shot clock, one minute left. Lob inside to Griner and she finishes. To Demiris Dantas, looking for Powers. It just falls off the front of the rim, but there is fouls to clean things off and the double-double queen has another one. Turner was reading that step back. Here's Dangerfield now with two seconds left. It's a turnover. Griner comes away with the ball up to Tarasi. The time here is stopped in the arena, but Tarasi hit that shot. I, I think we have a little rivalry brewing because if you watched like I did, the 144, there's a part there as they start winding down and we're in the playoffs. Cheryl Reeve in the locker room says, who's going home? We're not going home. Only people going home is, is Phoenix or something to that effect. I didn't catch that the first time I watched the 144, but I caught it the next time, which happened to be after this loss to Phoenix. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I, uh, I think we have a nice rivalry. So after that long delay, 1.1 seconds on the clock, Minnesota can't get it done. But you know what? I'm not worried about this Minnesota team. I think that they have a lot of new pieces and they're going to get it together. They're going to get it together. Let's see. Let, let's look at this box score. Um, leading all scores for Minnesota was Ariel Powers. Shooting guard Ariel Powers, 18. You had Kayla McBride and Crystal Dangerfield with 17 each. And Sweet Sill with 11 points. Um, Natalia Chanwa only with two. Want to see a little bit more from her. So not really worried so much about Minnesota, but um, I think that because I think they're going to be a good team. New pieces. Kayla McBride is new. Sylvia Fowles coming back from injury. Ariel Powers new. Crystal Dangerfield only essentially a sophomore. Natalie Achanwa new. Jessica Shepard um, back from injury. So lots of good pieces here. I think Minnesota is going to be good. Uh, Another thing that I wanted to talk about in this segment is do we have a new New York? 2-0 and already have matched their win total. Their win total from 2020. On the one hand, it is a new New York. You want to talk about roster changes. New York had zero players 
that played in the Katie Smith era on the court on Friday's game when they got the game winner. Uh, okay, so this is a brand spanking new New York. However, there are some old school New York things, some old school New York things that need to be taken care of, starting with taking care of the basketball. New York had an insane amount of turnovers. Uh, they had a, or excuse me, that was... Okay, Indiana had 11 turnovers, not great, but New York had 14 turnovers on Friday, and then I think it was like 18. Let me look at this real quick. Sorry, I'm I'm toggling, if you will. Um, I want to say they had 18 or something like that. Turnover 22, excuse me, 22 turnovers on Sunday. Sabrina Ionescu had eight of the 22 turnovers, but Nigel Laney had six. So not great handling the ball. So that's old school New York. What's new school New York is making adjustments. New York was a young team. Yes, we know that. I've talked about that. You don't have to remind me that they had missing pieces and that they didn't have the roster that they wanted. Newsflash, nobody did in 2020, okay? Including the Seattle Storm, not one at all. So no excuses. Anyway, um... I think that what we see is them making adjustments. The Hall of Fame. I'm going to close out this segment because uh, I I want you to listen to just a little bit of Tamika Catching's Hall of Fame speech, and I'll link the full thing below if you want to listen to it. But congratulations, Catch, consummate professional, one of my favorites. And, you know, I'm going to play the clip where she talks about defense because Auntie loves defense. Let's hear from the newest Hall of Famer, Naismith Basketball Hall of Famer, Tamika Catchings. And coming up next, the last four things that we learned in opening weekend. To all of my coaches, could you have imagined this is where we'd be one day? From Stevenson High School with Coach Matushi to Duncanville High School with Coach Hackett to playing for the first female coach I ever saw stomping on national TV with those steely gray blue eyes and and an arena of the prettiest orange color in the background. Insert Pat Summit, AKA Pat. (laughs) The University of Tennessee and Thompson Bowen Arena. I received my first handwritten letter from my collegiate assistant coaches, Mickey, Holly, and Al, thank you during my sophomore year of high school, and I immediately placed it on my wall amidst my Alonzo Morning posters, of course. Pat always stressed the importance of learning defense and offense. My first practice at UT will go in the history book because Pat critiqued my defensive stance, or lack thereof. I remember thinking, this lady had no idea how to play defense. This was after championship number five. Needless to say, Pat's persistence for us to buy into the defensive strategy or sit on the bench literally transformed my game. I know you remember that, KJ. Thank you for being here. Offensively, Pat and our coaches preached looking for the opportunities to work together and make the play that leads to accomplishing the goal of scoring. I know it's the off-the-court staple that I've carried into my life. Pat taught us that same offensive strategy 
could and should be used in the community for impact. She was the perfect blend of the pursuit of excellence infused with humility. Her legacy lives on through her Pat Summit Foundation and has inspired me to encourage you to catch your dreams one star at a time through our Catch the Stars Foundation. Did you know Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action? <laughs> of course you did, because you listen to the Lockdown Network, especially Lockdown Women's Basketball. But baseball season is full is in full swing. You can now do odds for, of course, the MLB. We've got NHL playoffs. You can do UFC, MMA, and of course the NBA as well. So before the next pitch, before the next puck drop. Head over to betonline.com. Head over to BetOnline on your laptop, your mobile device, and check out all the great sporting news. And you get a sign-up bonus and all kinds of other contest information that you need. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game as teams prep for their long runs, hopefully, in the playoffs. So head to the website, use your mobile device, and sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So you heard from Tamika Catchings. I want to, if we're going to close out segment two with Tamika Catchings, we're going to start segment three with the retirement announcement of Simone Augustus. Now, this came as a little bit of a surprise. I know people are feeling the disrespect. We'll get to that. That's on my list for sure. Here's the thing. If you feel slighted by this announcement, then I think we have to look at the timing of the announcement. Yes, there was a lot going on. The 144 opening weekend, bad broadcast, uh, you know, angles and camera angles and all of that stuff the new merch the game winners the hall of fame all of these things um why was this kind of a thursday night news dump so if y'all are mad i mean the timing is a little weird as media over the weekend for the first time i got something uh outside of, you know, like a quick little press release that was released well after we started hearing the news. But um, Simone Augustus retires from the WNBA. I got this at 7.46 p.m. on a Thursday. Um, Here's what Augustus says in the presser. It's an honor to continue to serve the game that has given me so much. Oh, right, because, of course, she retired and is now joining the staff. Uh, So four-time WNBA champion Simone Augustus has retired and will join the Sparks coaching staff um, as one of the assistant coaches with Latresa Trammell and Fred Williams. Um, Simone Augustus is one of the greatest basketball players ever to set foot on a court, Fisher said. Her impact as a pioneer in our sport can be seen through all the players and people she's impacted in the game. Goes on and on. So we get that at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Um, And Wednesday, so tomorrow, we're going to get um, a press conference with Simone Augustus. So I will have more 
on that. It's 3 p.m. PT, so 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Simone Augustus, as she retires. I saw some people really uh, criticizing LSU for not having anything about the retirement. I have questions. Uh, Maybe we'll get some answers tomorrow when we get to talk to Simone, but I have questions. The timing is a little interesting for me. It seems like this was something that just kind of happened as opposed to something that was planned, but we'll find out all of the details. Speaking of Los Angeles, Los Angeles, they need a dang spark, okay? They got beat pretty convincingly over the weekend. You know I always like to call out when the sirens pass. Like, is it more annoying to have the sirens or to have me talking about the sirens? But it's like, what am I supposed to do? I'm quote-unquote wasting tape, you know? Anyway, the ales of living in a big city. Anyway, we're talking about the Los Angeles Sparks. They get beat 94-71 by a Dallas Wings team that if you listened and were watching the live stream, a lot of us were like, well, we'll see what we get with Dallas. Not that we don't love Vicky Johnson. Not that we don't love a young team. But, you know, Dallas is a team that they, they have been able to claw and scrape and fight for that eight spot over and over and over despite having kind of all-star caliber. But, man, I did not – I wasn't expecting – a lot of people have Los Angeles as kind of like their top four team. That's not That's not my vibe. I don't really see Los Angeles finishing um, that high, but I mean, Dallas just went off, okay? Alicia Gray, 23 points, four steals, nine rebounds. Woo! Who else they got here? Uh, after after Gray, Arike, of course. Pfft. Arike with uh, 17 points. Gonna want to see um, her assists and rebounds go up. One assist, one rebound, six turnovers for Arike. So want to see her game get a little bit more dynamic. You know, sub-20 for everyone on the team and only three starters in double digits compared to um, one, two, three, four, five players for Dallas in double digits and... Of the five, um, three were from the starting lineup. So just got beat. That's what we learned so far. All right. We talked about Simone. We talked about L.A. So Simone Augustus is now a coach for that. What about, what about Chicago? Okay. Candace Parker is on the Chicago Sky team, and they get the weekend going. They get the season going with a win over the Washington Mystics. This is a Washington Mystics team that I think can fight for one of those last playoff spots. It ain't going to be given. It ain't going to be handed over to them. Elena Deladon's timeline keeps just getting pushed back and back and back. I said I wasn't going to talk too much about Tina Charles, but Tina Charles definitely led this Washington Mystics team. Now, in case y'all are here for the tea, listen, I ain't got no beef with Tina Charles. I know y'all keep bringing it up, which is why I won't talk about it. Tina Charles, 18 points in her Washington Mystics debut. 
14 points, excuse me, in her official Mystics debut. How many assists? How, how many? None. No assists. No assists. Period. Point blank. No assists. Leilani Mitchell, no points as a starter. That's got to change. Ariel Atkins with five points. T-Play. I am a T-Play fan. In case y'all ain't know, I'm a huge T-Play fan. Nine points. Now, I want to look at the personal fouls. Yeah, four personal fouls. Four personal fouls for Atkins and Plaisance. Come on, T-Play. You know that's where that's where you got to up the game. But she is fit. She has been um, dropping weight, what I believe to be in a healthy manner, but consistently over the years. Her body very different coming into this season. Um, but I talked to Teresa Plaisance about that last season and felt that although, yes, her body type is changing, her body form is changing, that she's not really... Uh, necessarily losing weight because she's gaining muscle. So I hope T-Play stays strong. Had a lot of back issues. She talked about that. Um, matter of fact, I'm going to play a little from T-Play. Hey, Teresa. It was hey. great to see you out there getting the start for the first time since the 2019 season. And you also put up a lot of minutes just based off of you know your injury history in the past. How are you feeling coming out of this game? And what, what are you looking forward to with your uh, future with the Mystics? Um, I felt really good today. It was a, a very special moment to, um, you know, come out to back surgeries and struggle through the bubble and struggle through some of the off season, try to get healthy. And I put in a lot of work and a lot of time to have this moment. And I just feel really proud to be able to step on the court um, with a healthy body and be able to uh, contribute and and help this team out um this is a really great organization i think today is just um the beginning of something really good um as far as you know as far as playing it just to see where i was through the bubble to see where i was in december i wasn't I couldn't even like sit down at times. I was either standing up or laying down. Like I was just in a ton of pain and to be able to get on the court and get into a defensive stance and run up and down and stride without any pain is something that was my goal. And to be able to do it um, at a high level and for the Washington Mystics is something that is like extremely special for me because at times I didn't think that I'd be able to do it again. And um, I just really appreciate everybody that took the time to help me out help me get my body right to get to this point. And I just continue, want to continue to grow and become more secure in my, my new frame. I want to be more secure in um, how I'm feeling and just grow off of that. Anyway, I said I was going to talk about Chicago. I ended up talking about Washington. Surprise, surprise. Chicago, Kalia Copper pff, leads the team with 19 points. Sis had 19 points, eight rebounds, two assists. Candace Parker, 16 points, eight rebounds, four assists. You love to see it. Ka had a night, though. Ka had a dang night. As far as the rest of the starters, Stephanie Dolson at center, four points, four rebounds. Gotta step that up. Diamond DeShield, seven points, five assists, one steal. Courtney Vandersloot, three points, 
Quigley, seven points. Going to want to awaken the Quigster there. Four assists, though. Not bad. Not bad at all. And then they get distribution off the bench. Astu Ndu. Let's go. Zero turnovers for Brittany Boyd Jones. You know who. You know who I'm talking to. You know who. I hope you're listening. Anyway, Chicago. I like it. I like it. Chicago. And finally, no disrespect up in these parts. Yes, of course, that means we are talking about Connecticut. Um, I did not make post-game media availability, but had a great media core up there. And yes, there was a disrespect reference CT, capital C, capital T in disrespect for the Connecticut Sun. Well, ain't nobody disrespecting Connecticut because they came out guns blazed, got that 86-78 win on Sunday over the Phoenix Mercury. Now, this is a Phoenix team that I've said. They're in, they're out, they're up, they're down, they're hot, they're cold. It's like a Katy Perry song. I don't know. Um, Connecticut gets that win on Sunday over Phoenix. They also get a 78-67 win over Atlanta on the road that was Friday. Natisha Heideman, love to see it. John Cole Jones back in the lineup, love to see it. No disrespect here. Get two wins, host the Naismith Hall of Fame enshrinement ceremony. It was great. So all in all, those were the 12 things that we learned. Don't disrespect Connecticut, Minnesota's going to be good. Chicago's looking good. Los Angeles needs a spark. Do we have a new New York? Phoenix versus Minnesota is the rivalry to watch. Officiating, who the heck knows what we're going to get. But we got a great Hall of Fame induction ceremony right at Mohegan Sun Arena. The new merch is en fuego, on fire. Everybody go check that out. Not one, but two game winners. One from the arguable GOAT DT. Another one for an up-and-coming star, Sabrina Ionescu. The broadcast wasn't great. They didn't have Mohegan looking its best. And finally, certainly last, certainly not least, but last uh, coming up from my list, although they're in no particular order, but I did write Simone Augustus retires at the top of my twelve. Um, so there you have it, folks. 12 things that I learned opening weekend. Uh, there were certainly a lot of other lessons to be learned as we get through the season, but let me get out of here. I got to get myself ready and get myself packed to go to Barclays tonight. Um, check me out though on locker room. I'm going to, at halftime of the game, I'm going to hop on locker room. I'm going to see if anyone wants to come and talk to auntie. You know, we'll have a good time. It'll be great. Uh, So check me out at elindsay08 on locker room. Until then, you'll hear from me on Thursday for sure. Erica Lindsay Ayala signing out. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. In case you missed it, I joined Peter Burkowski last week to talk about the WNBA opening weekend. 
and Peter Perkowski every day updates you on the latest news in every major sport, including women's basketball. That's right. With the help of our local experts, follow Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts.